On today's Staying Corners, we are going to be talking about the one, the only, Wander Franco. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we're talking about Wander Franco. How could we not? He just got called up on Tuesday. He's been amazing in his first two games, and we have to talk about him. We're not talking about anything else but Wander Franco today. So, Wander, number one prospect in baseball. Killed triple A, didn't play in double A, gets called up to the majors. Let's dive in. All right. So, Wander Franco. So, in triple A, let's run through his triple A numbers real quick. He had 39 games this year, 177 plate appearances. He hit 315 with a 367 on base and a 586 slugging, which was good for a 954 OPS. Pretty good for a 20 year old in his first taste of triple A who did not play in double A. He went from high A to triple A real quick. Obviously, he didn't play in 2020. He had 11 doubles, 6 triples, 7 home runs, 12 walks, and 21 strikeouts. So, any way you put it, Wander Franco was amazing in triple A. And that's to be expected from the number one prospect in baseball. But he hadn't played in double A. And he didn't play in 2020, so nobody really knew what was going to happen to him. And he came out with resounding success. Now... Let's look at his brief, very brief career MLB stats. He's played two games, 10 plate appearances. He's hitting 286 with a 500 on base and an 857 slugging, which is good for a 1357 OPS. Obviously, small sample size here. He had one double and one home run. Those both came in his first game. His first career hit was actually a home run, which is just an absolute storybook start to a career for the number one prospect in baseball. He has three walks to only one strikeout on the year, and he has three runs scored in three RBI. Um, the fact that he's been walking and scoring runs is really nice for the Rays team. The home run and the double are just the cherry on top. This dude is going to keep walking. He's been working three two counts and getting the walk. He hasn't been chasing strikeouts. He's got pop. He plays a good defense. He's not playing. He didn't play shortstop his first game. He played third base because Taylor Wallace is a better shortstop than him, but. Even if he's at third base, he's still unbelievably good, and the hype around him is astronomical. Now, his first two games have been good. Let's look at former number ones that have played. So we went back all the way to 2011, the last 10 years, and let's look at the list of the players that we can compare to to see, hey, Wander Franco is the number one prospect. Who else is the number one prospect? Were they good? Can I expect him to be good, right? This kind of thing. And it's not going to be perfect, but bear with me. So in 2011, the first number one overall prospect was Mike Trout. 2012, it was Jerickson Profar. 2013, 2014, and 2015, it was Byron Buxton. 2016 was Yohan Mankata. 2017 was Shohei Otani. 2018 was Vlad Guerrero Jr. And then 2019, 2020, and 2021 was, of course, Wander Franco. So... Right off the bat, without even looking at numbers, stats, or not stats, but prices, Mike Trout, obviously best player in baseball, best player of our generation. Jerks and Profar, 
a fine major leaguer, but a major disappointment for being a number one prospect. Byron Buxton, really, really good. Really, really injured. Yohan Mankata, really good, but maybe not like as good as you'd expect the number one prospect to become. Shohei Otani, obviously extremely good. Vlad Guerrero Jr., obviously extremely good. So on this list, we've got three guys that are extremely good in Trout, Otani, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. One guy that's very good in Mankata. One guy that's extremely good and injured in Byron Buxton. And then one, just one disappointment on this list, and that's Jerickson Profar. If you are hitting, and obviously we've got Wander for three years, but if you are hitting 90% of your hits here, you're doing really well. Now, 90% is a little bit because Byron Buxton is on three times. Wander Franco is on three times. But for this, all intents and purposes, we're hitting really well on number one prospects. But just because they're good, that doesn't mean their prices are always going to be good. So let's look at price here. So number one on the list, we have Mike Trout. And I just grabbed a collection of cards here just to show prices. It didn't have to be the same grade. It didn't even have to be the same card. I just wanted you to see prices here. And so Mike Trout, Bowman Chrome, x Fractor, uh, number 225, BGS 9.5, 40,000. Of course, Mike Trout is going to be very expensive to be expected. And you cannot compare Wander Franco to Mike Trout prices because Mike Trout is in a league of his own and it's irresponsible to expect anybody, any number one prospect or any prospect for that matter, to become the next Mike Trout. Not going to happen. Number two on the list is Jerks and Profar. And I like this one because he was a former number one prospect. This sold on June 2nd and it's a BGS 1010 of a refractor auto number to 500 for $36. $36 for a Jerks and Profar BGS 10 Refractor Auto. Now, obviously, Wanda Franco already starting out better than Jerks and Profar ever did in his career. I don't think this is ever going to happen, but you have to know that there is still a downside to these guys, even if they're the number one prospect. And the downside is clearly Jerks and Profar. 36 bucks for a BGS 10 Refractor Auto. If you had a BGS 10 Refractor Auto of Wander Franco right now, you're probably looking at $6,000. Byron Buxton. So we've got his uh, Bowman Chrome Auto, BGS 9.5. Now, he was the number two prospect in the draft, and he got his car autograph in the next year, I'm pretty sure. And so we're looking. So that's why it doesn't have a first in the corner, if you're wondering that. And we're looking at $150 on June 14th for a BGS 9.5 Auto here. Not bad, not as good as you'd expect considering he was tearing the cover off the ball this past year, but injuries do play a big concern here, and he has been injured constantly. So Byron Buxton, good player, but his prices, if Wander dropped all the way down to $150, that'd be a major, major disappointment. Now, a caveat must be said that a lot of these cards are well before the boom, and once the boom happened, people weren't going back to 2013 to buy these cards. You know, they weren't concerned about 2013 Bowman Chrome. They're concerned about 2019, 2020, 2021, right? They are not concerned about this. I mean, you can get a Hedbert Perez BGS 9.5 for more than a Byron Buxton Bowman Chrome auto, despite the fact that Byron Buxton is a proven player and Hedbert Perez hasn't even played outside of extended spring training. So that is where the markets are right now. Keep that in mind because not all these are going to work. Yohan Mankata on June 16th, a base auto of him, BGS 9.5, sold for $160 shipped. Still pretty good price. 
still the same thing that is happening with Byron is that it's a whole new market nowadays and nobody's really going back to buy that like three to four to five to six win player. You either have to be like an eight win player or you have to be really young. If you're stuck in the middle, not many people care right now. And that is the same for like the Corey Seegers of the world, the Trey Turners of the world, you know, guys like that, you know, Mankata, Byron Buxton, Joey Gallo, and you know, anybody like that, people just don't seem to care because you're neither like the cream of the crop, Mike Trout, nor are you 18 years old. Next on the list is Shohei Otani, and he does not have a Bowman Chrome first auto, so we took his Bowman Chrome rookie auto, and we just had a PSA 10 the other day go for $5,100. Obviously, he's been amazing, and this is like the outcome you could hope for for Wander Franco. He's not going to pitch, obviously, but from a you can't expect Trout numbers, but you could probably hope for Otani numbers, and so a base auto PSA 10 for $5,100. That's not bad. Flagro Jr. Refractor Auto BGS 9.5 went for $4,217. And this is uh, a gem mint, right? Four nine fives on that bad boy. And that's pretty good price. That's a pretty good price right there. $4,200 for Vlad, who is, I expect to keep going up. And Vlad has been unbelievable this year and is going to contend for an MVP, if not win the MVP. And then on June 22nd, Wander Franco Bowman Chrome Auto BGS 9.5 sold for $31.50. So about $1,000 less than the Vlad Guerrero Jr. The only difference is that Vlad has been unbelievable this year. Wander Franco has just started his MLB career, but Vlad had two years to be kind of a disappointment, so to speak. He was still above average, but he was kind of a disappointment, whereas Wander is fresh and new. And so if Wander hits as well as he can, I expect those prices to match up, even though Vlad is having an MVP career. So those are those prices. Obviously, you've got some downside, but again, it's not always comparable because, because there's those years in the middle there where people just don't care no matter how well the player does. People just don't care unless you are like the cream, cream of the crop. And so, you know, those 2015, 2016s, 2017s, those guys just kind of get lost in the shuffle, and you can't really compare them to a Juan Franco who has all the hype and all of the publicity behind him as a new guy with new product, yada, yada, yada. So $31.50 for a Juan Franco Refractor Auto. Um, obviously, what you should get from this exercise of going through first is that the prices are not comparable, the timelines are not comparable, but... The number one prospect hits like 90% of the time. Like one in 10 number one prospects is busting. And I do not expect that out of Wander Franco. It could happen, but I do not expect it. I am a really big believer in Wander Franco. I hope you are too. Now, the second point I want to bring up is shenanigans. So there's going to be shenanigans in the market. I posted this picture on the left on my story yesterday on Instagram. And you see some asinine numbers here. You've got a 2019 Bowman Chrome Wander Franco, not a first. PSA 10 going for $493. A first going for $510. A first going for $491. And a first PSA 10 going for $455. All of those numbers are asinine, even though if the $455 is a little bit less so. They're absurd, especially the 2019 non-first Bowman Chrome Wander Franco PSA 10 going for $493. Now, the likelihood any of these get paid for Slim to none, but even if one, 
So if you're looking at the 455 and you're like, wow, this price is jumping up and you just looked at last or, you know, the ending soonest and you just saw this next Wander Franco going and you're like, I have to have it. And you bid it up and then you pay for it 91. I could see that happening. But the likelihood is people are bidding these up. No plan on paying for them so that when they sell theirs, they get more than $290 for it. Of course, this is on June 23rd. That clearly didn't work because on June 24th, we are looking at 296 for a PSA 10, 290 for a PSA 10, 290 for a PSA 10, 290 for a PSA 10. So 290 for a PSA 10 uh, on average type of thing. I don't really want to figure out the average. I guess the average would be like 291.50, right? But... uh that is the price on these bad boys. It did not work. If somebody paid $510 for this, they got taken for a ride. Of course they didn't. I doubt the person that paid $493 for this actually sold it. The purse, it's the same picture. So I'm sure this, this person jumped on and shilled up their own bids, which is a ballsy move when you have the same background. Um, if I was eBay, I'd probably block them. But uh, it doesn't work all the time. But you have to be careful. If you are going on here and you're like, I have to get in on the Wander Franco hype, I have to buy cards, make sure you do your due diligence. Don't just see the first one and say, oh, $510, I can bid up to that. Dig a little deeper and find other prices because there are going to be shill bids when there is hype because everyone wants top dollar if they're selling Wander Franco right now because likely they've been holding on to it for a while. I personally have been holding on to a Mojo PSA 10 for a long time. I'm into it for like 38 bucks. So why would I sell at this point? $30 for the box and $8 for shipping. I'm not going to sell at this point. I'm going to hold on to it. Whatever happens, happens. I think it could be a $1,000 card. That being said, it could also go down to $200. You know, I'm willing to take that risk. If you're not willing to take that risk, you can sell yada 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 but just know that you're not going to get 510 dollars for a base psa 10 you're probably not going to get 510 dollars for a, a mojo psa 10 now speaking of mojos and base here we are with psa pop reports and you have the base psa 10 with 9251 psa 10s out of 12228 total graded the wander franco mojo is 3000 mojo psa 10s out of 3500 so like the pop report psa 10 compared to total graded is high on both but the total psa 10 pop report is a third of what the base is for the mojo and this is why i like mojos because while they are still common 3000 they are significantly more rare than the psa 10 and before you would get a mojo for like 20 30 40 dollars more than the base now let's look at it after he got called up and we're looking at 296 for the base PSA 10 and the last sale on June 23rd for the Mojo PSA 10 $455. Now does this 455 get paid for? I don't know, but it is a pretty stinking good sale and something I was hoping for when I bought Mojo. So I have a Mojo Wander and I have a Mojo Marco Luciano and I have a Mojo Austin Martin and Maximo Costa and um, Kevin Alcantara, right? I've got a Mojo Robert Pawson. I had Jason Dominguez. I sold that. Um, but I love Mojos. And I think they're a way better investment than the base PSA 10 because of those pop reports. So you look at those pop reports and 9,000 to 3,000, 
I will take the 3000 for a little bit extra money and then hope that it the the gap expands like we have here $159 difference here. I love that. I love that. And that brings me to my last point. What would I do? You're sitting here and you are torn. You don't want to sell your base cards. It's what you have. And you're like, I think he's going to be really good. I shouldn't sell my base. 300 bucks. I think it could go a little bit higher. For me, what I would do is I would either sell those base and move it into a mojo. A little bit better card. Not great, but a little bit better. Again, I have one. Um, or I would sell those and the mojos and move it into a color. Because for me, it's the scarcity that matters long term. There's 9,000 base PSA 10s. But... You know, blue shimmers can only go up to 150, right? And you don't have to get a solid blue. You could get a refractor, you could get a purple, blue shimmer, green shimmer, whatever you want. You could get a lesser of the colors, right, with a shimmer. But I would move that, especially if you have a lot. If you can move like four PSA base PSA tens and move it into one color, that's what I would do because there is scarcity. And in the future, if Wander Franco's is as good as we think he is. I think you are going to want the rarer card than the card that there are 9,000 of, but that's just me. I also believe in him a ton. I'm not going to sell my mojo. I only have the one mojo, so it wouldn't make sense for me to sell the mojo and then not be able to buy another card with it because I don't have two or three. If I had two or three, maybe I'd sell them all and buy one nicer card. I don't have that. So instead, I will hold on to mine. But if you have a bunch of cards, think about consolidating them and putting them into one better numbered card, a green out of 99 or whatever it might be. I think that's the way to move if it were me. That's all I got on Wander Franco today. I cannot wait to watch his career unfold. He has been amazing. I hope you guys really enjoy watching him. If you don't have MLB.TV, probably worth it just to watch him play because it was incredible the last two days. Very exciting. And uh, here's to a really long career for Wander Franco. And here's to a lot of money for you guys or... A lot of cool Wanda Franco cards to keep in your collection, one or the other. Thank you guys for listening to Dingy Corner today, and I will talk to you again next time.